Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Welcome to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. We're going to have Tim Fiore join myself and my co-host, Lou Weiss. Uh, Lou's up in the lovely state of New Jersey. Lou, how are things in New Jersey for All Metals and Forge Group, the sponsor of Manufacturing Talk Radio? Wow, it's uh, really humming. Uh, uh, the in, the uh, ISM numbers really indicate it. Uh, and I don't want to take away any of Tim's story, but one of the things that I noticed in the report was that customer inventories are low, which is, uh, in, in my mind, and Tim can verify that for me, it looks like a pretty good indicator for the next two, maybe three months going in, co- coming into the summer. So that being said, and my taking a shot at being an economist, uh, why don't we get <laughs> Tim on here to tell the story? Okay, Great. good afternoon, guys. Good to be here with you. Hey, Tim. Good, good to be here. here. Thank you. So I love that too low customer inventory because it means that somebody's got to make something this month, this month in April, for delivery to satisfy that demand. So I, I agree with you. That, uh, and it's, it's at a more normal level, 42, 43 is uh, too low. I think I call it too, too low. 39 last month was too, too, too low. But uh, <laughs> you want just enough there so that when somebody calls my customer, they can satisfy the demand in short order. But uh, that's you know that's part of the the uh, the demand section of the PMI that I like to report on. The PMI at 55.3 uh, rebounded plus 1.1 points from last month. It it added to the three month rolling average the month of March, which is really good. And it was our number two month in the last four months, which is good again. So. You know, there's three elements that make this up, the uh, the demand side, the consumption side, and the input side, and we can take them a piece at a time. All right. Let's do yeah, the that demand customer, side. Uh, that yeah, that customer so inventory went down to, what, 39.0? I'd like to see it hit 30. How's well, that? Well, yeah, <laughs> well, somebody has to use the warehouse space, right? Then, you, then you're going to wonder, uh, you know, what, what am I going to do with all this warehouse space? That's correct. <laughs> okay, so the demand side, new orders, customer inventories, and backlog. Those are the three elements I look at. New orders goes into the PMI. The other two don't. Uh, new orders are 57.4, up almost two points from the prior month. It was a number two number over the last four months, so a very respectable number, 57.4. Remember, over 50 is expanding, under 50 is contracting. So. Uh, you can see that that's a uh, that's a sizable grant gain from the month of February. Customer inventories at 42.7. We just talked about that a little bit. I think that's more of a too low level, a normal too low level. Uh, several of us have talked about what the right level of that is or the maximum level, and we're thinking 46, uh, 46 and a half is about as high as you'd ever want that to be. So we're well below that that uh, threshold. And then. The third element of the demand side, the backlog of orders, is the one that I probably have the most concern about. Uh, we haven't been able to grow the backlog uh, to any appreciable extent over the last four months. We're hanging around 50. Uh, I'd feel a lot better if it was at 52 like it was last month. I'd feel a lot lot better if it was at 54. But, okay, that's fine. I mean, the primary number here in the end is the new order number at 57.4, and that's a good number. So right. let's talk about inputs. Great, and, and then we'll we'll squeeze the consumption in the middle, which is where production always is, right? Okay, so, right. 
so so the input is supplier deliveries and inventories uh, and also imports. So take care of imports first. That does not go into the PMI calculation. It's at 51.1. It's at a relatively low level, uh, down from 55.3 last month. The uh, the Lunar New Year is now well behind us. There uh, was was a lot of lack of people talking about pull forwards to avoid the $200 billion, 15, 10 to 25-point tariff impact. And I think the supply community is just absolutely confused about the whole tariff situation. We're not – depends on what day you ask, depends on what the opinion is. But I generally only 17% of our comments, general comments, were tariff-related. And most of them were, I'm looking forward to the tariff going away, not uh, – I don't know what I'm going to do, or we're moving this. So it's, it sounds like the, the industry is relatively confident that this tariff situation will, will be resolved in, in short order, and I think that's generally our only real headwind in the near term. So, so let me talk about inventories and supplier deliveries. Usually they would kind of work in reverse of each other. As suppliers deliver faster, that number drops, and the number's been dropping now for quite some time. 54.2 is a... Uh, it's a it's a good number. I mean, I like I prefer to see supplier delivery number at 56, 57. That means they're struggling a bit to uh, to keep up, which means demand is stronger than they can actually satisfy. But okay, 54.2, fine. The the surprise here is that uh, the inventory number actually declined. Uh, its expansion rate declined compared to February. So you, you think if if production expanded, suppliers delivered faster. Uh, you'd be able to satisfy production and add to inventory. That's not what happened here. The uh, inventory account did not get added to. Uh, so the, the two of them together were a net uh, 2.3 points negative to the uh, PMI calculation. So that kind of gets us to the consumption side. That's where all the action was this month. So consumption was pr is production and employment. The two of them together added 6.2 points to the uh, PMI calculation, uh, led primarily by employment. Uh, our number It was a number one month for employment over four months. But I tend to look at employment as a lagging indicator. Uh, you know, you're last to hire, last to fire, right? It's always that way. So, uh, But then again, I mean, there's, there's two manufacturing periods in a year, uh, March, April, May, half of June, and then September, October, and half of November. So... Now, it doesn't surprise me that employment levels are stepping up to uh, to satisfy that manufacturing season that we're into right now. Uh, initial jobless claims were less this week than anticipated, that's supporting the employment number. So, okay, enough of employment. I think the story is more around production. 55.8 was a good month, uh, not overwhelming, but a good month, the number two month in the last four months, uh, but we have had a 60-plus uh, period back in January, but 55.8 is good, and I, but I think it was strong enough, like I said, to not over, uh, not not only overcome the new order input, but also suck inventory out of the inventory account. So, I think we had a really good month here from a manufacturing standpoint, and it's supported by the fact that uh, prices are uh, expanding again. They've been contracting for two months, at about 49 and some change, and we we actually drove it up to 54.3, almost a five-point increase from uh, from last month and the last couple of months. And that's that, to me, says, okay, you know, we're back on a trajectory where, uh, you know, demand is outstripping supply, which, you know, means that there's uh, there's price price uh, leverage. Uh, Tim, there's a um, 
one situation that I heard this past week uh, regarding tariffs, and I'd like to just introduce it uh, to our audience and uh, to your perhaps your equation um, that uh, there was was word some weeks ago that uh, Mr. Trump was not going to do away with the tariffs until he saw some positive motion coming from China. So they've been there negotiating this last week, and uh, I think this week and last week. And last week, they made a major purchase. China made a a major purchase of soybeans from our country, as well as automobiles. So much so that it had a direct impact on the GDP last week. So if this is a, a peace offering, to show that uh, China will live up to whatever they're negotiating over there. This might be a sign that things are going uh, in the direction of uh, tariff removal. But who knows with the man in the White House, because he talks one way and then talks another way. But it was, I thought, a significant news item that I actually only heard one time. I don't know if you heard about it or not, but uh, I took it as a rather significant uh, uh, comment made regarding the tariffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I did hear the same thing, too. I think they said that they were planning on it. I don't think it's been consummated. And oh. that was also coupled in with a lot of things around intellectual property right. and company ownership. So I, you know, I think right. they're making progress here. But you know, the, 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 uh, the spot soybean price is still at an extremely low level. Uh, mm-hmm. It would have bounced back if, it, uh, if that had been the case. Um, yeah, I, I, that, that's what I think. I think you know, they've got to get, get this done. And I think the Chinese vice premier is here this week because they um, – uh, Secretary Mnuchin, I think uh, Representative Lighthizer were there, Ambassador Lighthizer were there last week, and I think this week the uh, the Vice Chairman Liu is here. Uh, but they, as you know, they were supposed to get together. I think it was late February, no, late March. Uh, the, the the two leaders and Inca right. deal, and they kind of got they kind of got spooked because of what happened with the North Korean thing. So. Um, you know, if everything going on, like, look, we, we've got positive indicators on the interest rates. There's no indication that there'll be any increase in the next six months. In fact, they're talking about a decrease. you got quantitative tightening that's going to stop in September. It's apparently it's still continuing, but they've already announced that they're going to start buying uh, T-bills back uh, as, they, as others mature. So that's they're not going to be sucking money out of the market. Brexit got delayed well actually it was they were talking about last time i did this review they were talking about a three-month delay i think they got a three-week delay or something right so mm-hmm. who right. knows where that's going and but there's only three or four percent of our comments are brexit related so and and, and the, you you can see your way to the end here on the trade issue uh but we don't we're not quite getting there and then you know china had a, a pretty good manufacturing month rebounding and expanding again rather than contracting which is positive but i don't I don't see China as a consumption country if you if you don't look at uh, commodities. I mean, if you're looking at copper and aluminum steel and oil, then it's a consumption economy. We we don't sell a heck of a lot in there, as you can just tell by the trade deficit. So I think sure. you know, they, they tend to drive other economies. But, you know, when they're driving a mining expansion, uh, somebody's got to make that mining equipment, and that tends to be us, right? That seems to be the case. 
Yeah, so I, I think we're we're in a pretty good position here to get rid of some of this uncertainty. Uh, you know, the politics side, I think they're going to be fighting amongst each other for quite some time, but at least the the suspense and the potential for, you know, really ugly litigation has kind of diminished a bit, which, you know, gives businesses confidence that, all right, if we can just get the, the tariff thing behind us, we can go off and expand. And we had a good indication from our, our lead times on capital goods increased four days uh, in March, and although we tend to ping-pong a bit with that number, it is at the higher end uh, of the lead time that, that we've seen in, in eight or nine years. So that's a pretty good thing. And, and I think the overall attitude here around prices, reversing the contraction, is it's uh, more than just a number. It's a reality that, okay, we're, we're getting more into an expansion mode uh, consistent with people having the ability to push price increases through. On, on the comments that you received from uh, your uh your uh, people that you interview for this report. Did you, did you hear much about the tariff issue from them? Well, about 17% of the comments are tariff related. You, uh, w- this month we put a comment in from, I think, every industry sector, uh, which, which represented a pretty good mix. Normally we do about 10 comments. We put them all in. And, right. you know, generally what we found was that uh, it, was, it was more people waiting for them to go away, not about them going up. Which is a real bad thing, uh, right. you know. So it was more not about them taking action to respond to it. It was more the opinion that they were going to go away, and when they go away, it'll make life easier. So yeah, and, and, then, this, and timing's important on this stuff, but I think that that's probably still the prevalent attitude. For sure, and also uh, the president is now uh, has switched tracks, so to speak. He's now looking to close Mexico, and he's not talking about tariffs anymore. So who knows what's going to, what's going to happen next? Yeah, you're right. That's right. That happened. Yeah, it's right. That's was supposed to happen today or some or this week or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So we only lose two billion. We only lose two billion on that transaction. Yeah, a day or a week or yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> So Listen, sentiment, when you talk about was, numbers, when you're talking about numbers like that, what difference does it make if it's a day or a week, a month, you know? Well, you know, and if the economy was a lot more tentative, you'd see a lot more impact, right? I mean, there's, there's sure. a bit of resilience here to be able to withstand this buffeting and, mm-hmm. and re- retain an expansionist stance, which is what manufacturing economy has done and continues to do. So, you know, I uh, I do a, an informal polling of all the general comments, and I I've been tracking sentiment now. I think since November, and uh, we we close the month with about a two to one positive sentiment to not so positive, um, down from a three to one in uh, February, three to one in January, a one to one in December. So I'm, I'm going to say the sentiment, and and this is there's no block that they check about positive negative. It's that they make a comment and it says, hey, business is good or growth is positive going into the quarter, or we're seeing a decline, then, you know, you have a not-so-positive. So I kind of have to run through and, and, and add them up that way. But, uh, you know, two-to-one positive to not-so-positive is still a good it's a good outlook. And uh, yeah, down from three-to-one. Yeah. I mean, and remember, December was our uh, – December was when we had our first PMI shock, and that was a one-to-one, right, uh, right. You know, positive to negative. And I, there's a lot of things happening at that time. Uh, weather-related, tariff-related, uh, yeah, lots of stuff. So, so many things, it's hard to put your finger on one thing that has makes a difference. 
Yeah, we've uh, noticed that All Metals and Forge Group also, the month of uh, February and March, uh, went up significantly, particularly in, in March. And a lot of those people are tool and die makers, so that's a good indicator of what's coming down the road four, five, six months from now. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's like capital goods, right? Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a number of good economic information came out over the week. There was... Uh, they're saying the productivity grew 1.9% in Q4, uh, strongest gain since 2010. And, uh, you know, as I was growing up in the business, the expectation was a 2% year-over-year productivity improvement. That that was what we all marched to. So that's that's pretty good. And mm-hmm. there's been a lot of talk over time here that uh, what's what's going on with productivity and because nobody could really see it. So that's a good number. And then there's something called multi-factor productivity, which is a, a rough measure of innovation. That was up 1%, and that was the strongest growth since 2010, too. So that's a positive. Uh, another positive, initial jobless claims were down 14,000 this week from uh, last week. That's a positive. Uh, on the not-so-positive, we had Consumer Confidence Conference Board at 124, down from 131 in February, 122 in January. So that's dithering a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, another positive, like I said, the PMI of the China was uh, was positive. Um, inflation uh, reached 2% for the first time since 2012, excluding food and energy. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that's that's on target with the Fed's expectation. And then, you know, not so positive, I think uh, current median estimate for growth 2019 is 2.1%. So we're getting to the low end now. I mean, we started the year uh, 2.3 to 2.6, I think, and we're probably getting more down to the 2.1 to 2.4 at this point, but um, I guess it remains to be seen. And there's a lot of re- restatements of Q4 and Q1 because the government was shut down during that. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about December. We had the whole we're going to shut the government down stuff too, right? How how could we forget that? Yeah, well, that's uh, you know <laughs> that's just plain silly stuff. How can we forget that? It was just yesterday. Right. We all forgot it already. <laughs> I'm believing for that. Oops. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, I, I appreciate the report. The report really sounds uh, terrific. And what's even more important than that, it seems as though that it's a kind of a precursor for what's coming in the next two to three, four months. Uh, and uh, we always, in our manufacturing, we're always looking at having a, a good, reasonable summer, which historically, 10, 20 years ago, the metals industry and manufacturing in general wasn't that good in the summer months, considering 15% of the people are on vacation. Right. But uh, it's looking good. It's looking good. I'm very, uh, very optimistic. Is there anything that you, uh, last comments uh, that you would like to uh, tell us about uh, before we wrap up this segment? Yeah, sure. So, uh, so freight. I mean, freight seems to be back again, which is a good indication of uh, increased demand. In our supplier delivery section, 26% of the comments were freight-related, up from 13% in February. That's a significant jump, yeah, right? That's huge, huge. Uh, shortages, shortages in supply, 11% in March versus 9% in February. So that's another positive indicator, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the weather comments in the supplier delivery section, 16% the comments in the supply delivery section were weather-related, uh, whether it be floods or cold weather in the north. So, um, mm-hmm. 
So all kind of good stuff supporting, you know, positive for April and May. Our food and beverage category was the lead industry sector of the big six for the month. Uh, mm-hmm. It jumped out ahead, and they were significantly ahead of the of the others. All six expanded uh, and, and were positive to the PMI, but there were several that were uh, – Three of the three of the other five were over the mid fifties, but the other two were below. Right, so yeah. uh, all very good. I mean, commodities are still low. Copper, like I said, copper is still low. Steel is still about ten percent above normal levels. Seems to be stable at uh, high sixes to low sevens. Uh, yeah, overall, I think we're in pretty good pretty good shape here. And and in one of your uh, uh, segments of the report, they talk about fabricated metal products as uh, one of the 11 expanding uh, uh, industries, which is also good. Yep. Miscellaneous manufacturing, which is also good. Machinery is expanding. I mean, this this is this is too good. We almost have nothing to talk about. <laughs> oh, the devil's in the detail. This is true. This is true. Well, Tim, thank you very much. It's a great report. Keep up the good work. You may get a yellow jacket yet. And uh, we will talk with you uh, next month. And uh, we'll be talking with uh, Tony at some point this week to find out the report on the non-manufacturing. And so, uh, Tim, who is uh, having uh, some audio difficulty, I'll say goodbye for him as well. And uh, we'll be talking to you. Thank well, you. I, I, I think we're going to see each other in the next couple of weeks, aren't we? Yes, we're going to be at the ISM annual in Houston, Texas, and the dates are, give it to me, uh, uh, Tim, the dates are, what do you uh, Let me see, uh, the dates are, oh boy, uh, I think it's the 8th and 9th, does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, 8th and 9th, and uh I'm sure no one's going to leave early because they're going to stay to the complete end. Uh, You wouldn't want to miss anything. Uh, We're going to be there. We'll have our booth uh, all set up. If I could remember our booth number, 442. 442 is our booth. Stop by. Talk to us. We'll interview you. Uh, You'll get to meet Tim uh, and me. Uh, We're the guys with the yellow jackets. So, it's a great event. Uh, yeah, it's a great event. We we love Actually, going to it. Yeah. Actually, so, uh, Anthony and I will be interviewing Janet Yellen on Tuesday morning. You will? Yeah, Anthony, Tony, and I. And who's going to be videoing this? Uh, it's a, it's an, essentially a private session. Not really uh, private, but it's a it's, a it's not, private, not a general session. It's private to us. I got it. Okay, no problem. Uh, we, we tried that ourselves. It didn't work well. Something about contracts. Uh, <laughs> Tim, thanks a lot. Uh, everything is terrific. Appreciate it. All right, you bet, Lou. Say uh, goodbye to Tim for me. See you next I week. Will. All right. Same same time, same station next week. All right, thanks. Take care. Okay, so uh, we are going to be at the ISM show in Houston in uh, the beginning of uh, April. We'll be there for uh, three, four days, and uh, we'll be interviewing people. Uh, and don't forget our, about our usual show that we have on uh, Tuesdays at uh, 1 o'clock. We have Wham! on Wednesdays at uh, 2 o'clock. Sorry about that. 
We have a couple of new shows uh, that are coming online. We've got, uh, well, actually are online. We've got um, Manufacturing Matters with Cliff Waldman. Uh, we've got uh, Full Time with Amy Nicholas. Um, and we have uh, a couple of others. We have a new show coming online called Where's Willie on the Road Again? And Willie travels around the country visiting manufacturers, talking to them about trials, tribulations, and triumphs. So that's going to be a real fun show. He's a good guy. We've talked with him many, many times, and he really knows what he's talking about. So on that note, uh, we will either see you or hear you on the radio at some point in the near, near future. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at msgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.